It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. What society have you grown up in? To Fred Claus. To Fred Claus. Good luck. Here we go. There we go. Please do not spill your liquids on your laptops. Just like the Irish intended to be chased with a white claw. (laughs) Because white claws have existed ever since the dawn of time. Actually, ever since the Irish society have been birthed. I heard that God created whiskey because the Irish were going to take over the world. Mm. Whoa. (laughs) How are you, Becca? Why do you think alcohol was invented? Okay. Okay. No, this is a real, this is my real thought. So at first it was like meant to be like like a pure thing like they mm-hmm. really didn't think like you know people would actually like get super wasted and pass out you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like it's just meant to be like a fun like a celebratory type of drink sure i think the reason why it's a celebratory thing is because alcohol has always been and always will be an upper the most tame drug mm. i think like generally most people can do alcohol and be okay with it, there it or is. they burp and they get weird like me <laughs> mm-hmm. um but like the ancients, we know the ancients were on like mushrooms and tr- mm-hmm. tripping all the time. Mm-hmm. So I bet you alcohol was like the tamer of it. Mm-hmm. I but uh, you know you, okay. So Jesus talks about wine in the Bible. So Jesus turned water into wine. Yeah. That's so, how much he liked Jesus to party. Jesus got crunk. <laughs> Jesus loved to party. Jesus Christ had a dress. No, but I think like <laughs> he, he did <laughs> actually have dress. Are you from the Bay Area? <laughs> nah, <laughs> we didn't know. Um. Should we make this an episode about Jesus? Um, in a way, I guess it's an episode about Jesus. Because it's actually not. It's, it's a, a Christmas Christ- episode. Christmas is a pagan holiday that the Christians took over to to demonetize the power and the effect of the pagan religions in Rome. Yes, that's. A I know. I know that you you've brought that up before, but let's let's because it's not about Jesus or a comedy podcast. I, let's keep I, it light. It's about Jesus. Christmas. Yeah. Let me ask you about the birth of Jesus. Where was he born? In a manger. And with like a shepherd, right? Yes. What shepherd is out in the middle of winter when they should be indoors with their sheep who don't have fur? I think he was probably born in the spring, if this story is even no, correct. No, this is actually, no, this is this is an accurate thing. So, um, yeah, he was definitely born in the no, spring. No, it's known, it's known that December is not actually, I don't, okay, I oh, can't I remember this. why. I've actually, hang on, time out. I've never actually had somebody come back at me from this argument, so oh. I love the fact that okay. you're coming back no, at me No, no, it. this is actually a known thing, and even in a Christian religion, we know for a fact, like, Je- we're not saying Jesus was born on December 25th of, you know what I mean? A lot of Christians are. The, it's actually, it's, he was born earlier in yeah. the year. In he the, was. In the more warmer and, months. And you know why we celebrate Christmas on the 25th? I can't remember. I've been taught this. Like I've gone through extensive. Like they've told me this in church. Of, it's like, because the pagans believe that that was a winter solstice. That's the mm. end of that season and the beginning of the next. And so the twenty fifth, I believe, I believe the solstice this year falls on the twentieth. So it's always generally right around the twenty fifth. And uh, I believe it was Pope Constantine, the first pope of the Catholic Church, who decreed that Christmas would be on the twenty fifth after the Romans developed the George, Georgianian, Georgian calendar. Uh, which is the reason why we have all of these. Uh, it was supposed to be ten months, but then uh, Caesar wanted to have a month named after him, so he he added Julia. Yo, July all I care about August. are the gifts <laughs> and given gifts, spread in love and cheer. Hey, yes. what a very Nazi belief you have. The g- stop. Don't. I'm so sorry, man. You but are making fact. this inflammatory. That's a fact. The Nazis You're... took all the religion out of Christmas and made it about selling and giving shit. Yeah, but yeah, for the people that don't really think about that aspect, it's still at its base value is 
hopefully promoting generosity and uh, gratitude, and that's how I'm gonna think about it. Now, if we're gonna be uh, <laughs> if we're gonna be uh, hi- history heroes here, then yeah. Maybe we'll break it down, and we're all gonna be pieces of shit. Cause what holiday I, I is not derived from like horrible things? Horrible things. So let me just—if I had gifts right now, I'd give them to you, so that we could just say yay Christmas. Uh, and obviously, we don't like Nazis. ICBTB does not endorse Nazis. A hundred percent. That is a fact, and should be a hundred percent known. Right, Becca? Stamp it. Let's do it. Stamp it now. Welcome, welcome. You hesitated welcome. a minute. <laughs> Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, we that, that pause but, was but, about three seconds. I was still like, I was still like taking in all of that talk. We, you guys really throw somebody for a loop on this podcast. You really do. We, we, yeah, we take, you're in for a ride. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, this is like, I've have you ever ridden Medusa at Six Flags? That <laughs> yes, is, yes. This, yes. this is no, um, this is no King Kong. <laughs> no, 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 no. King Kong, the one that took fifteen hundred trees to make. Didn't what that that, that Kong isn't there anymore. You mean uh, roar. roar, roar, the wooden roar. roller coaster. Oh, okay. oh yeah, this is no roar. This roar, is this is the Medusa. commercial for roar bragged about how many trees it took to make. Yes. Do you remember the commercial? No. The com- was but I'm about to go look for this everybody up. who we have friends and listeners in Kansas City and New Jersey and New York. For those of you who don't know, we grew up in the Bay Area and we grew up with a theme park called. Uh, it's actually called Africa USA. Marine World. Marine World Africa USA. But then it turned into Six Flags and then Six Flags Marine World and Six Flags Marine World Vallejo. Discovery Who knows what the Kingdom. fuck it was? Discovery Kingdom. Who knows what the fuck it was called? But they always had a, a roller coaster, a wooden roller coaster called Roar. And I remember the commercials when they first unveiled it. They literally bragged about how many trees it took to make this roller coaster. We destroyed a forest. I'm about Honestly. To, I'm about to look this up. I had no idea. It, yeah. I mean, clearly it's wood. If you've ever ridden it, it it's, it's wood. It's, it's wood. It smells like the wood. The rickety... ride is wood. Oh my gosh. Well, they've upgraded it now. So they've it's added gone now. they've added steel to it. It's still the base structure is still there. That is now called the Joker and they've added the green Joker. metal to it to um, make it more sturdy and, and also more hip. Christian, you've worked there. This is I, I not worked a there. secret. That's right. Um, this has nothing to do with Fred Claus, but yes, I was. A, <laughs> we haven't even announced. I was a performer there. I sang and I pretended to dance. I tried to dance, just blended in. Um, and I also announced that the animal shows there. So I know we're a bunch of random facts about animals. Oh gosh, and, and you worked with a very famous actor who was in a movie we did um did i you Ooh. did you worked with who the seal from 51st dates not the seal <gasps> jocko the walrus wait i heard about okay so he really was at six flags yes he really was at six flags all of those scenes with adam sandler christian where were they filmed oh my six flags discovery Kingdom. Are, wait are you serious for yes. sure yeah with absolutely jocko. that's that's hollywood magic so making adam sandler was in vallejo yes at some yeah, point I, actually i can probably say for a fact he's been in vallejo uh, at least 20 times good, what? good amount of times they're amusement parks celebrities go visit amusement parks every now and then i was gonna say they film a lot of movies there there yeah if you need the animals so there's like a plethora of John animals Cena's been in vallejo uh, i believe it when they filmed bumblebee i believe it they filmed bumblebee on mare island oh yeah. wait i know i knew that yeah but john cena john cena's in bumblebee i'm sad i missed that one i love john why do you like john cena i love john cena he doesn't love john cena thick his thumb is about the size of my neck john cena snapped his neck and still kicked out of a pin (laughs) oh my god that guy is a freak of nature you know who else is a freak of nature uh are we saying the title fred Fred Claus. claus Um, welcome, 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 welcome. My name is Alejandro. My name is Christian. And I know you've been listening for 77 minutes, but we are here on ICBTB podcast. Yeah. 
straight from the studio, aka my mama's house. And we have a very special guest. Yes, yeah, she. If you listen to the Tuesday episode, she was there. She's back, and she's crack. She is. <laughs> she's back in black. <laughs> she's back in black. Are you? In my sunglasses, they look like you're wearing black, but I know that that's a burgundy Maroon. sweater. My leggings are black, though. Ah, oh, back I thought, in I thought black. you were about to say I'm back and badder than ever because you call them the baddies. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm let's a... go ahead and cut it, and we'll take it from here. <laughs> Becca is back and badder than ever. Yes. Baddies, welcome uh, baddie number 72683, I think Probably. is your official number. Okay, I'll take it. Um, So, Becca, why don't you say hello to the baddies? Hello. Yeah. How much... How much do you love Christmas? Oh, I love Christmas. Really? And how much do you love ICBTB? I love it. Love it. Oh. But Christmas, I love more. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. You're gonna choose. You're gonna Try choose to this let's, let's national it. holiday. <laughs> I am cultural. This cultural holiday. I am yes. about it. I am all about Christmas. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I know it's tough. People are supposed to say you're not supposed to say Merry Christmas to people who don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. But I say Merry Christmas to people, even if I know they don't celebrate Christmas, because for me. In my family and the way I grew up, Merry Christmas is one of the nicest things you can say to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I want to share the nicest thing that I've ever experienced in my family with you. So if I say Merry Christmas to you and you want to say it back to me, Happy Hanukkah, go ahead. Because to me, these are the happiest moments in our lives and I want to share it with you. And I hope that you share your moment with me. I said Happy Holidays to a coworker the other day. And I she was like, I never say what do you Happy mean? Holidays. What, what, do you, what do you mean? And I she forgot that. that it was December. I yes. never say that because that's a war against Christians and a war against Christmas. You know, uh, to die. To, Thank you. To You're get welcome. Us, get that. us away from war and, you know, <laughs> what we talked about in the first five minutes. Um, <laughs> Pre-mics turning on. What does this movie mean to you? Okay, so if we're really going to dive into it. You guys, yeah, it's time I, to the, jump into the, the movie. Meaning, the meaning behind this movie I absolutely love and adore, right? So it's, it's all about nobody's really bad. Nobody's really, truly naughty, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that they say the movie's about Fred Claus, but really the root of this movie is no child is really naughty. You're 100% yeah. right. Just, it's children in bad situations. Yeah. And it That's makes it, it it forms them into these bad people, which we come to see throughout the movie. Yeah. And like the second meaning of this movie is also the love of your family. Family, like, mm -hmm. and in terms of uh, sibling competition, which 100%. we all all can relate with oh, yeah. all three of us here are siblings and for those of you who guessed correctly on the tuesday episode these are the names of our siblings <laughs> uh my older siblings and his name is matt that's short for uh matatutu uh christian his older brother his name is carlo that's short for carlothan that's a damn lie <laughs> and uh becca her um uh wish wish sister wish is sister. jules AKA she doesn't Julia like her Henry. other siblings. Um, and she, Jules is short for Julesathan. Um, so congratulations to all the winners who guessed their full names correctly. I don't believe anybody did. Nobody could guess that one, no. Honestly, it's their special names. Um, but the three of us watched a film. Yes. And the film is called Fred Claus. And if it pleases the court. It, yes, it pleases the court. I would like to present the itty bitty nitty gritty. Love that. Uh, so this movie is rated PG, which is incredible because it's fairly uh, intense. I think this film is um, maybe the saddest Christmas film ever. And also, it should have probably been bumped up to 13 because did you guys see Elizabeth Banks? Oof. Yeah, we did. If I was watching that as a six-year-old, I'd feel a little tingly tingly in the Honestly, place that I don't is, understand. This could be a PG-13 film and they could have exa exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was released in the year 2007. 
Good year, good year. And has a runtime of one hour, 56 minutes, or for Becca, 116 minutes. <laughs> um, it has a rating of 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a shocking 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 42% on Metacritic. But, guys, guys, hi, guys. Hey, it's 2020. Don't just be throwing around the word guy. Folks, folks, folks. Y'all, y'all, y'all. There, there, there. Oh, there, there we go. <laughs> Actually, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> That's what it is. Google users also get to vote on how much they like this film. Becca, being the guest of honor, would you like to guess what percentage of Google users approve of this film? If you get it wrong, we're catapulting you. We actually have <laughs> the window, window wide open. We have a catapult. Oh my gosh, do we have a helmet? No. No. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. You know, if it's my time, it's my and time. And the guess is? Um, I don't know. Let's say like 15%. 15? 15? You think 15%, 15 of Google users like this? I... Yeah, I think this. They rated this pretty low. She's wow. she's doing solid numbers in accordance to what the ratings are, Christian. So this is a thumbs up, thumbs down type thing. I think that most people would give this a thumbs up, unless. Wait, it was a thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a thumbs up, thumbs Google down. Google users, sort of do they like it or do they not? You, do you not okay, listen you to the show? <laughs> you told us you listen to the show. I gave regularly. it a percentage. I don't know what a Google rating is. Okay, so people in Google can okay. only rate this either a thumbs up or a thumbs down. You said what percentage? What percentage of those people do you think approved of this film? I said, I think 15%. Oh, okay, so you're sticking to your original answer you're after clarifying. Okay. Excellent. Christian, your going guess once, is... Going once, going twice. I know that you're a competitive individual. And this so is going to be great because... I'm, I'm assessing your environment to see that there are no sharp objects that you could throw at me after I kick your ass. She's definitely got knives <laughs> behind the check? desk. Did you already look? No, I haven't looked at this, but I'm going to say 87%. Is a thumbs up? Is he's saying eighty-seven percent of people on Google approve of this film? So yes. give it a thumbs up. Christian does win. It's ninety percent of people on Google approve of this film. Are you? What's your curse? What's your you number th- again? Fifteen. Fifteen. One Fifteen five. and go fuck yourself. Fifteen, 15 and go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. You're Excellent. saying that to our listeners? Go fuck yourself, <laughs> no, baddies. No, My <laughs> mother <laughs> listens to this shit, Becca. <laughs> fuck you to fuck yourself. That's not even possible. Synapses coming at you. All right, action. Of the two Claus brothers, Fred is the troublemaker and polar opposite to his saintly sibling, Nicholas. When Fred's criminal ways finally land him in big trouble, Nicholas bails him out and brings him to the North Pole to work off his debt by making toys. The headaches mount for St. Nick, who not only has to deal with the troublemaking brother, but also has an efficiency expert who has come to evaluate Santa's operation. This movie had a budget of $37 million. Would you two like to guess what it made in its box office recoup? Do you want to go first? I don't have to guess because I already looked this up. Oh, you looked it up. Then Christian, would you like to guess? Yeah, so you guess. All right. You guess this time. I'm going to say- Add a bitch to it. $48 million and go fuck yourself. (laughs) Wow. Christian's taking Becca's own lines. I like it. Where's the- Where's the hidden spot that I can flip somebody off? Uh, it's right here. Oh, okay. The hidden spot? Just do it we, to the lens because you already said go fuck yourself to the baddies. True. It's weird that you say the word, but don't do the hand gesture. Yeah, you're afraid. Are you afraid you of know middle what? fingers? You can take a photograph of that one. At least that one I can be like, that's 
I could be like, they edit it for me to say, go fuck yourself. No, 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 Honestly, no, no. This But if you take alone. a picture of me flipping off one of you guys and you're like, look Photoshop. at Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Fake, fake news. Fake I can news. more easily edit a photo, a photo of you flipping off the camera rather than the sound bite of you saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I like maybe. how you broke it up so people can take it out. No, because of maybe you guys edit it to make it sound like I was saying that in that moment, but what, I didn't. What people don't know is we re-edit the entire episodes to make us say things we didn't even say in the episode. Like almost none of the episodes we've produced are what I actually say. In all honesty, I have even turned your mic on. <laughs> it's just the two of us. Yeah, right now you we just sound crazy, like we're talking to a third person. But in reality, you ain't even here. <laughs> We um we watched. Does that the mean f- this camera can go bye bye? <laughs> no, 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 it's gonna it. stay. Okay. <laughs> um, we watched the film, like I said, called Fred Claus, and to me, it is the most real. And I know we just watched Fat Man. This is the most realistic Christmas film I've ever seen in my life, okay. because it deals with the struggle between siblings, okay. and it deals with the the problems between interfamily problems, and it deals with like uh uh a lone wolf living in the world like this film it deals with embarrassment mm-hmm. it deals with trying to get girls out of your league it deals with family interventions this christmas film in 2 hours encapsulates everybody it's a lot of stuff i agree becca do you want to start do you want to start off like um with how this fi- like how many times have you seen this mm, let's start off with that a lot this is one of my, this is one of my favorite christmas movies and why is it one of your favorite christmas movies basically what he said it just it it touches on a lot but also it's like i don't know like it's also a good christmas it's film. good it's like good. it's not it's not overly cheesy no. no like it's okay so you know you have those movies you just put on in the background this is not one of those this one's Agreed. you want this one you want to watch you want to pay attention to you're still mm-hmm. every time you watch it you're still laughing at moments you know you yes. get i got you know there's a moment with a puppy i still get choked up about it like it doesn't matter how many times you watch this movie you're still gonna pay attention to it Mm -hmm. and i love it (laughs) i i you know i love this movie on so many different levels but i think it's a great christmas film because it shows the other side where christmas films constantly make the naughty list of bad guys they constantly Mm -hmm. make the guy coming to shut down christmas the bad guy they constantly make the anti-christmas the bad guy in the first 15, 20 minutes of this film, you hate Santa. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who watches this film and like likes Saint Nick in the first fi- in the opening of this film, they purposely made that film so that purposely made it so that you don't like Santa. Yeah. Like when, you borderline want to feel bad for him, but you don't. No, you feel bad for Vince Vaughn's character, Fred. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the way they shot it is that so that you can connect and relate with Vince Vaughn's character. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been the younger or older sibling that didn't get enough attention or love or always felt that competition of sibling mm-hmm. rivalry. Like this is right off the bat. I want to say one of the most hurtful lines in this movie that resonated with me the most was why can't you be more like your brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. And how many times have I heard that? Yeah. And I know it's coming from a place of love from the parent because she just wants the best for her, his or her family. Right. But also it's such an old school thing to compare one person to another, right? That is very interesting. For me, unfortunately, that wasn't the line that really got me because my parents were always pretty upfront of the fact that, like, I'm not my brother. See, that's and, good. And that's why they treated me differently. And I think on the other side of it, I felt like I wasn't getting the same treatment that my brother got because I knew my parents were treating me different because me and my brother are different people. Yeah. Um. So I never heard that 
for me, I think everybody has a different line in this film that really gets to them. Yeah. For me, the line that really got to me was when when Fred is when Fred's going through the intervention and he's having this moment of like um, literally his life is collapsing in front of him because the, the girl who he's kept separate from his family is here. His family is here that he's kept separate from everybody else. There's a doctor there that he's, that he's never seen. <laughs> yeah, this uh, psychologist. So he's trying to keep all of these different aspects of his life separate and suddenly they're all in the same room together. For me, I, I, I fear having all of my boxes in the same room because I keep myself very separate and very different to the people that I'm around. And for me, that's that was the moment that got me pretty um that makes sense yeah how about you becca <laughs> a one-liner well or what moment of that fred claus is just like i feel you like i feel this <laughs> yeah, movie when did you like, connect the most to i've fred? been there no i think that's i think that's it because of just the whole concept of he just doesn't he he feels like you know remember when he, he's talking and he's like oh mom's gonna say like you know he doesn't want to be around his mom because he doesn't want to be, you compared know, spoken, not even compared to, but also about, you know, just he feels spoken down to by his sure. mother, right? And we see that at the end of the movie, she talks about, you know, his, what he wears and yeah. all stuff. Like, she always has something to say. Even Kath- at the end. Kathy yeah. Bates is a very particular mother. I will say in that last scene, though, she reminded me a lot of my own mother. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of like, uh, oh, you're doing so good, but you know what you could be doing? Mm-hmm. You could be dressing better. And it's like, cool. Thanks for that. I feel like uh, that's like you, a mom. mother strategy, like to strategically... Yeah put in some constructive criticism in a moment where like, hey, let me just pamper you, give you this compliment, but also just like stab you on the side. I call, I call it the sharp compliment. Mm. And but, as a mom, yeah, no. do you ever like just cut your son out by the knees just to really bring him down a couple of pegs? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> See, the, but this is, my, this is my comment is I really like moms don't realize they do that. Right. Of course. But it's all, course. it's us being, you know, self-conscious, you know, not confident enough mm-hmm. in ourselves that when your parents say you're perfect, except anything, for that shirt. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, but you won't hear that you're perfect part. You'll just hear that comment. You should and you're change like, that <gasps> shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that's what I think that's throughout the whole movie. That's what I carried for myself of whenever my parents say mm-hmm. anything to me. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh man. did you guys yeah. have any struggles as a kid of having your sibling get more attention than you for me i was very drawn to get attention and my brother wasn't so drawn to getting attention um if there's other people in the room if he's the only one in the room then he wants all the attention um but i remember like as a little kid i remember like just dying for my aunts and my uncles and my family to like oh look at alex oh look at alex and then like they would for matt because he was older and like would was accomplishing things and i remember always being like i i gotta be the kid that that they clap for or whatever yeah. did you guys ever feel that? oh for sure well my brother um he's six and a half years older than me and oh yeah we are close to that yeah yeah we definitely uh share that kind of sibling age gap with our yeah. own siblings but um, he was their first child. And so, uh, since he was the test run, they were very strict on him. Very Almost strict always. on him. Almost yeah. always. The and oldest he, is always a... Yeah. To the point where he, he was valedictorian. He went to oh. UC Berkeley. Good you know? for him. He, uh, graduated in engineering. Yeah. He's a very, very smart guy. And in Incredibly Asian culture... Buff. Parents look at statistics and numbers and like, you know, what's your, what are your grades? They like GPA? quantifiable reasons yeah and so i had to compensate for that area that i lacked in not saying that i was um intellectually an adept but i in comparison to my brother just did not hit those grades as much so i picked up uh you know the my artistic side can i say something though what's up you had a semi 
reputable social life in high school. Yeah. And I don't know if valedictorians get to have that kind of social life that you had. Mm-hmm. And you may not have had the grades on the statistical numbers that your brother had, but I would venture to say that you had a more wholesome high school experience. Yeah, and he even admits that now. Well, now, like, he's... He and I don't want to air out any of his laundry, but like he's All in like a great <laughs> Talk phase about his of worst his life fear. where he's like he your brother knows. is in a great place in his life, and I want to say that like knowing Carlo and knowing him as 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 much as I do, or or and I'll honestly as little as I do, um, I've seen him grow and change in the, in the last couple of years, and I'm I I love him as a brother, and I'm very yeah. proud of him, and and Becca, I would like you to compliment him now. Yeah, compliment my brother. I don't, he looked really good in that Snow White outfit on Halloween. <laughs> I think oh, he thought really? he looked good working out on oh, the way yeah. in. That, but that's because he works out. So Oof. congratulations. Honestly, you got Carly. me going too. If I had, a, if are I you guys had... just calling my brother attractive? Like your oh, brother is my... objectively, as a straight man, a very attractive man. He's an attractive guy. He's yeah. got it going on. He's uh, very ripped. Why, why are we talking about this? <laughs> You're like, right. We should be like, talking about Fred Claus. Come on, let's, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about this the movie Fred Claus. <laughs> let's um, do more. <laughs> oh gosh. Let's do this say, on the Tuesday right episode. off the bat. When we finally see Fred, uh, when we finally see Fred Claus in this movie, we finally see Vince Vaughn. Mm. After the flashback, and they come to modern times, Vince Vaughn is repossessing televisions and stuff from this house. And this nine-year-old girl comes out and kicks him in the shins. <laughs> and Vince Vaughn does the classic Vince Vaughn fast talking, zero to one hundred, mm-hmm. absolutely perfect gold. And you know that's a lot of that impromptu. is impromptu. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Do you him. like Vince Vaughn? I Becca? love Vince Vaughn. Do you like find him? Okay, there's a lot of people that find they're on either ends of the spectrum. Find him unattractive or very attractive because, as a person, kind of looks <laughs> Look like at a thumb. Face kind of looks like a thumb. Because I wouldn't say he's I wouldn't say he's very attractive, but I wouldn't say he's, he's very not attractive. Yeah. But in, in the Four Christmases episode, um, you say that you haven't seen Vince Vaughn's neck in years. In years, it but goes he straight definitely from, has a neck. Yeah. Certain he's got angles. a tall neck. He he's got a neck like me. He's just tall. <laughs> he's got giraffe neck. Well, my favorite thing about Vince Vaughn and why I like him so much is that not, I don't gravitate to him toward him because of his aesthetic features, but because he's just a smooth talking he's fast. guy. Oh, yeah. he's fast. Like if he were to he's talk witty. to you, like at a, I'm sure he could pick. He he could um he could swoon any girl. Oh, I'm sure. Right. He I'm he sure knows he what to say I'm, when oh, to yeah. say it. He knows how to manipulate. Do you see how chill? His uh, girlfriend was Rachel Wise of three years. She was okay. like, I can't stay mad at you. Let's get into Rachel Wise because that is one of my dream girls, Rachel Wise. She's really? absolutely incredible. Because one of my dream girls is Elizabeth Banks, and she's in this movie oh, too. Oh, man, dude. And- <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks is my, like, Santa's okay. little helper? That's I need actually, help. I have so many That's questions. That's actually about that. one of my notes <laughs> that is just straight up. Look, I want you to read this note out loud, Christian. This one that I have highlighted. Okay, what, what does see. it say? Santa's little helper, kissy face, kissy face emoji. <laughs> that is my actual I note from this film. I love that. So good. I love she's... that her nickname is Santa's little helper. Yeah. I love how great she looks. Yes. I love that she's got this like back and forth thing with uh, John Michael Higgins. Yes. I love everything about this film. Why? Okay. If if she, she's the only one who's not a part of the family up who lives in the North Pole, she's not an elf. No, but neither is Kevin Spacey. But he doesn't live there. Yeah, good point. Good it's point. it's interesting how these uh, regular. Yeah, there's just one regular person. Yeah, you so think she found like an ad on Craigslist? Uh, yeah, so she she works there, but she's not an elf. Like I don't get it. What's her resume? Because the only humans, the only non elves there are the clauses, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and they Mrs. don't Claus. they don't age. 
yeah. because they're all saints, which is a yeah. weird like saint rule that I've never heard of. Yeah. yeah. If she marries this elf, I'm assuming that elves live way longer than humans, right? Yeah. And if she's just a normal human, that's not a clause. She doesn't have uh, the gift of eternal youth. She's going to die. Mm. Um, one of my favorite scenes in this film is when Vince Vaughn decides to make money by pretending to be a uh, charity worker. He's essentially being a brand ambassador. Have you guys ever done brand ambassador work? No. That's where like a company hires you to like work at a pop-up tent and hand out pens or hand out Red Bulls and shit like that. Like my cousin Jeff did it for the the Wampas candy and at Comic-Con he was just handing out Wampas. Like they're random it's just you're just giving shit away. Um but he's essentially doing brand ambassador work, ringing the bell and he's actually the best brand ambassador I've ever seen in my life. He's yeah. over here grabbing random people off the street, giving them hugs and kisses, <laughs> getting cash money oh, yeah. from these people who are about to put it in a different bucket. He gets them to come over to him. Honestly, if Vince Vaughn needed, what is it, $50,000, he could have gotten it doing that brand ambassador oh, yeah. shit. No, he was he was so good at he it. He should have just like doubled down on what he's good at mm-hmm. and stopped trying to do the things that he's bad at. That's a Gary V thing. Shout out Gary V. He's a good salesman. Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn is a good salesman. Like he was like talking to these girls, like saying, "Hey, oh, uh, you want to donate here?" Like kissing them on the cheeks, mm-hmm. hugging them, giving them great compliments, mm-hmm. and getting away with it, getting I, wads of dough. I don't want to stop you, but I, I don't, I don't be weird if I just walk away. I know I peed before the episode started, oh, but I have to pee again. Oh my gosh! And so if you guys can just continue, I gotta talk to Becca alone. I know <laughs> again I'm with this. so fucking sorry. We don't get we along. Don't, yeah, we don't. We can't. Look, not, Becca, we don't know. Don't don't bring up President Trump and Christian. Don't bring up. <laughs> euthanasia and you guys will be fine and i'll be back in 15 seconds honestly probably 15 minutes but okay i'll be right back so when do you think trump is gonna get euthanized (laughs) (laughs) now we can talk about he's not here don't edit any of this out don't edit none of it um so what's your favorite scene from this movie okay so the 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 scene with the puppy the puppy is that so cheesy that's not cheesy okay so like why did you gravitate toward that scene I think because it was, like I said before, like I think the the baseline behind the movie, you know, it was about siblings, but I think the baseline behind it that they were trying to preach was there's really no bad kids, right? Bad situations. Mm-hmm. So the orphan boy, yeah, right? The one thing he wanted was the puppy, but he was like so discouraged and, you know, because his friend had told him all this stuff. So I think that scene, like him sitting down and explaining to him and like giving him the puppy and like showing him like... You know, it all it took was somebody showing that boy love and attention and, you know, trying to resonate with him. And it changed it ultimately changed his life. Right. He got the puppy. He later got adopted to a family. And, you know, like I for me, that was like a really important scene was the recognition to that boy. Well, this circles back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, how this movie is... Re- Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, we're getting deep here, yo. We're finally getting along. Who kicks open the door like the Kool-Aid man? friends without me. Without you? I'm um, sorry, what were we talking about? Her favorite scene, which is about the... Yeah, the puppy. When um, the kid receives the puppy. the end of the film. I leave for two seconds and you guys jump to the last 15 minutes of the film. I just asked her what her favorite scene of the movie was. Honestly, Macaroni is the cutest dog I've ever seen in my life. Very, very cute. But it was uh, what I was saying is that that's a pivotal scene uh, because it circles back to what you were saying, how this is about how kids, not all kids are naughty. Mm -hmm. 
because especially when children are known as symbols for innocence, right? Yeah. They become they're sponges. They are products of their environment. And yes. his environment sadly was a tainted one where he had no family. His father died and he didn't even tell anyone, right? He didn't even yeah. tell Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I, I wanna say um that actor does an incredible job. His name is because I just looked it up and I completely forgot it what it was. Johnny Bo- Bobby J. Thompson. Bobby J. Thompson. He's clearly acting up a storm. Like he's the only con or knock I have against him is like it's very visible that he's acting. Yeah. But what he's doing and the character that he's portraying, the bouncing off the wall, he is the perfect amount of energy to match Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And I honestly think outside of John Favreau. I don't know anybody else who's able to match Vince Vaughn's wit mm-hmm. other than this kid. Well, this kid's really good. He's really good at being the um, the partner to taint, to jaded older men. So, like, he was in Role Models. So he was That's Paul, where I yeah. saw him again. He was Paul Rudd's uh, kid. That he, not kid, but the kid that he was looking after for that mm-hmm. program. And he was also uh, Tracy Jr. in 30 Rock. And he was also in That's So Raven as some character or some shit. You're, you're literally calling out all of his filmography right now. Yeah, Good for um, you. He is, <laughs> and he, I don't know what to, cla- I, I know he has some sort of condition that stunts his growth. Because he's like four foot something. Four foot six. Four foot six, and he looks like a kid. So he's been playing these kid roles for so long. I was going to say, he does quite a bit of them. But you know what? Like, he makes it work. Unfortunately, I haven't seen him very recently. But he he had a fairly... If I had his career, I'd be pretty satisfied. He's trying to be a rapper right now. Oh, really? Good for him. Yeah. Um, But but, but, he's a sweet kid here. Great job in Fred Claus. I mean, he's in a film that has four Academy award nominations two academy accord academy award winners and i honestly think he's top five of the actors in this film Mm -hmm. you know solid yes i agree paul giamatti Mm. as a santa claus great santa paul giamatti is a great character actor oh absolutely like maybe one of the best character actors in hollywood right now so so good so much respect for that even his volkswagen commercial is a character that he does so great. If you could great. get like a car commercial and really sway me and make me buy a Volkswagen, then I'm you're doing a good bu- job. You know what? I would never buy German unless it's Volkswagen. Um, I'm just kidding. It, it would actually be Mercedes. <laughs> uh, or Hagen dazs Hagen dazs was created in Brooklyn, New York. Oh. Hey, Brooklyn, New York. I'm it's, walking. It's 100% an American company. Hagen dazs was not created in Europe. They chose those words because they thought it sounded European. Hagen-Dazs. You fell for their PR trick. I don't really buy their ice cream anyway. It's really good. I love a Hagen dazs. Hagen dazs is actually so. I like so Ben good. and Jerry's more because they mm. like liberals. <laughs> Here you are, turning the episode into something different. It's not my show if we don't. Okay. Well, let's get back to it. Becca, you have your laptop open. I have my laptop. You have so many notes. What are you How looking? Do you know that? What are you, you looking at there? To my laptop. I didn't, but I just assumed the fact that you texted me and said that you have notes for this film <laughs> tells me that you probably took a bunch. Tell us these notes because we've been talking up a storm for a while, and you haven't even touched up on your notes. And it's like we brought you on the show to talk, and what are we going to do? Talk the whole time? Am I right, Christian? Right. We- so <laughs> choose a time to interrupt us because we're going to keep talking because we don't no, like dead space. You guys keep talk- going. Don't worry, I will go uh, when I. Really? Well, you haven't done I'll that yet. I'll talk over that. Because if yeah. you interrupt me That's like that, enough. if you uh, sound like uh, what... Excuse me, sir. I have something to add. She was like, ah. Uh, you sound like a boner popping up. <laughs> 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 
You had vibrato in there. You did the finger First and everything. Of all, does a boner make a sound? Do you have a penis? Have I been doing your? No, wrong? that's why I'm asking. Does a tree fall in the woods and, and uh, not make a sound? Got her, bro. Got, Got her. her, bro. Got her. So, Becca, your notes. Your notes. Mm, bang. Got her, bro. <laughs> honestly guys we're having fun we've been hanging out for the last couple of hours and yeah like, yeah yeah this is seriously our four of us hanging out so we're friends now Becca. four of yeah. us our four of us yeah i thought you said our the four, four of us too comma, and I was like, He's of people. us comma yeah you guys don't see james <laughs> james get back in your cage james is watching the <laughs> camera to make sure it doesn't suck Okay, Becca, please, your notes. Oh, oh, oh. I need to um, add my medicine. No, I, I, I have notes on different subjects that, you know, when we get to them, we'll get to them. But. Okay, let's talk about the film. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we're, no, I want to know what you were going to say about the Wanda character. What's her name? Rachel Wise? Yes. I, I think Rachel is an incredible woman. I think besides the fact that she is stunningly beautiful, in this film and in much of her others, she's a strong, independent woman who is not afraid to tell even the person she's in a relationship with that, hey, you know, I'm going to do my thing and either you're coming with me or you're not. And and that kind of confidence in a woman is something that I find very attractive and, and I, something that I find very um, um, strong of them to have. She was on, if I were to give her some criticism, Rachel, oh. Rachel, listen up. Weird that we've just switched places. We switched places. Girl was too chill. Vince Vaughn was being a bad boyfriend. It was her boy. It was her birthday the following day, and he was like, "Oh yeah, of course I know. Let's go to Bonsai Place." <laughs> although, <laughs> although, I would not be mad if somebody took me there, though. I'm not gonna lie. Bonsai Palace yeah. looks like one of the funnest restaurants yeah, I've ever I seen. I don't know. I was like, I wouldn't be angry. But but the problem is, maybe not the. Maybe she would have liked Bonsai Palace if this wasn't a reoccurring false narrative that he like leads her on yeah i think rachel wise's rachel wise's problem in this film is that she is too um almost naive like she lets him keep doing the same lies over and over yeah. again yeah. and uh, eventually you gotta let you know fool me once shame on you a fool never gets fooled twice or something like that well they've dated th for three years so i'm pretty sure she's been fooled like she should 37 know, times she should know all of his tricks if i've dated a girl for three years i don't have a story a joke or a trick to pull out anymore. After three years, you've seen it all. Yeah. But here's the other question. Okay, so it, talking about her being chill, though. Okay, so she not only does she find out he has a brother, which for three years she never knew. In fact, he out of his way went out to say that he doesn't have a brother. Yeah. She asked him and he said, I don't have any siblings. Doesn't have a brother. And That's a huge red flag. His brother is Santa Claus. Like she, The fact that she even still was like. She was so chill at that intervention. Oh my gosh, you're in the freaking North Pole? Yeah. yeah with and Santa then, Claus? And then to jump to the way to the end, when he does show up again, and she's like, I don't even know how to handle this. I'd be like, well, you can't think he's lying because yeah. you've been to the North Pole. Yeah. Like you've seen the cra the most crazy moments of it. She forgives way too easily. Well, she did say in that moment that she was going to get a restraining order. She she did. And that's, so does that mean before, so does she, was she finally done with the relationship? Well, I mean, I know for a fact it takes more than 15 days to get a restraining order. So she could have filed for it <laughs> without even Vince Vaughn knowing. You got your facts on deck, bro. Yes. Um, But I will say, during their pocket of time that they were technically separated after their fight. When she's with Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Jeffrey Dean Morgan <gasps> is that... Oh, if there's anyone... Oh, my... Okay. Just so, just every man mm. who's with a girl and, like, they have that, like, break imagines Jeffrey Dean Morgan Jeffrey Dean Morgan on her. Is the, and you don't see an actual scene of him. He's seen from a snow globe. But the mm -hmm. guy 
looks good. Let me ask you, Becca. I didn't. I completely forgot he was in this movie. Can I? Can I ask you something? Yes, ask me. Go. If a guy says, "Let me give you my card," is that better than if a guy were to say, "Can I get your number?" Oh, oh my god, I, I well, stumped her. It's a build I up. It's a build up. You can't just be like, "Can, well, can I give you my card?" in these, but in, in this movie, moment. no. In this movie, nobody has cell phones. Well, it's 2007. They were still fairly new. Okay. But if, so we're talking nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so not, like, like if, if, if Jeffrey Dean Morgan saw you on the street. A and man like, that looked like that and dressed like okay, that. Okay, gives and, me his card. And was like, than, hey, can I give you my card? Would you be more attracted to him because he's like, oh, here's my card? Or would you rather him be like, let me give you my number. Or can I get your number? I think the card is kind of a, I think that's a big player move. Card is classy. Also, yeah. let's bring some context. So Rachel Wise, uh, she she's a, uh, a parking she's a meter. meter. A, yeah. a meter maid. She's a parking meter? <laughs> uh, she's a parking meter the way she acts. Um, I put parking police. Parking. Not the parking police. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> that's better than meter maid. I think meter yeah. maid is actually uncouth. Uh, so this parking meter. popo, gave, she gave a ticket to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. This is where it became smooth. She was like, let me give you, here, here's your ticket. And he's like, here's my card. Love that. He Boom. played it off. Mm. So smooth. He didn't complain about the ticket that she still no. gave him the ticket. He was like, okay, well then here's my card. Because money ain't a problem for him. Mm. Money ain't mm. a problem. Mm. Also, barking tickets aren't that bad. I'll put that shit on my credit card too. No. Um, <laughs> if Rachel okay. Wise was the meter maid, Build I would your credit. get multiple. There you go. Hell yeah, dude. If, if you're in love with a girl and you don't have her number. If Santa's little helper was the meter maid. Ooh, okay, let's talk about Elizabeth Oof. Banks. Let's talk. Becca, you're, 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 you're itching. You're well, scratching. All three, of, all three of us would love Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Definitely. Yes. The hormones that exist in this room because of Elizabeth Banks. God, I hope she doesn't hear this episode. I hope she does. I hope she does. Be flattering. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love you, Elizabeth. I love you more. <laughs> I, love, I you. love you most. I love you, Liz. <laughs> call her by her nickname. Are you comfortable enough with her to call her by her nickname? What's up, Lizzie? Hey, girl. No, no. Hey, What's Beth? up? Mm, no. Real friends call her Beth. No, you don't know it's that. It's Elizabeth Banks. Anyways, you call what's, her the whole what's your name? Elizabeth Banks has this like back and forth with uh, John Michael Higgins, who is a reoccurring star on our podcast. Yes. And I think we've even in the past said that he is like the ICBTB actor who is in all of the bad movies, but does the best in all of them. He's the ICBTB poster boy. Honestly, his face should be our cover art. He's the head elf for uh, uh, for all of North Pole. And the head elf, when he, we meet the head elf, he's very official. In fact, he doesn't want to take Fred Claus with him unless he sees identification mm-hmm yeah he does a good job and he flies the sleigh and and head elf is perfect in every way except for the fact that he's a little self-conscious yeah he's insecure i mean well okay in his defense it's easy to be that insecure if you really like a girl and she has to constantly just fish for your name that's that so I she's wanna, negging okay. him she is negging him except she's not doing it on purpose yeah she really just she just has friends, bad memories she's friend zoning him if a guy did it that's called negging if a girl does it it's called friend zoning i guess because my whole thing is like uh why does that not make sense to you becca do you really think she so are you saying she really doesn't know or she's acting like she doesn't know on purpose what what is it that we're assuming in this she, how how does this woman who's supposedly in charge of all the numbers in the North Pole does not know who the head elf is unless she's purposely choosing not to remember who the head elf is? 
So you think she's purposely not remembering him? I think this is me being like, <laughs> I'm like, because it happens to me. Because you forget guys. I like, I like your little uh, like micro expression. You turn it back on all of a sudden. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is how I flirt. Hey, that's how you flirt? Your body turns into jello? Yes. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself on that one. Uh. I mean, actually I, I not. I, I, I don't turn into jello. I don't turn into jello. I turn into stone. This is cement. me. If I was flirting and I turned into jello, I'd be like, <laughs> hell. That is what you do. I definitely wiggle. I think, but the thing is, I sometimes, I, no, I, I like, when I flirt, I don't really notice it. Sometimes it's just my way of being friendly. Sure. And so I just move a lot. You know, I'm all over the place. But yeah, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're there. We are there. Good we morning. Are, Good you're night. Here. You're, what is it? Honestly, after the last episode, you're wiggling now. You've heard a lot. Um, <laughs> That's true. We're talking about John Michael Higgins. Yes. Yes. The head elf. No, I. She really. She. I. I really think she really doesn't she know just, who she, she is. He is. Like we talked about. But she's how, a human. She he's works, an elf. They all, she, you know. She works yeah. there though. She knows it's three hundred and sixty-five days out of the year. She's working with John Michael Higgins. Mm. Well, we don't know how she might be a temp. No, she's the accountant. <laughs> she might be a temp right she's now. She's not, dude. She's Santa's all... little helper. Yeah. I guess so. Temps don't right, get yeah. the title. Okay, I'm title. trying to think about there's how long only, she's been there for. only two elves who have titles. There's uh-huh. head elf and yes. Santa's little helper. Everybody else has names. Like yeah. the mean elf who like gives him... The one that's always crossing his arms? Bob. He's like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> Which is why I cross my arms sometimes. Yeah, you... Because uh, you're uncomfortable. This is actually my comfortable position. Oh, that's he looks upset when he does it. Because most of the times when we're talking and I'm like on a rant or I'm telling a story, he'll go into that I, position. Yeah, I, but th- because this is me listening. Yeah, mm. but it does... Well, with your sunglasses I, I, on, I can't... Yes, there's, I know. There are less things to read. I cross my arms and chew my cheeks, and that is like a tell of people not like... It looks like you're about to jump me. Yeah, or I'm like sizing you up or something. But honestly, a little fun fact into Alejandro, uh, that means I'm actually listening. Okay, cool, 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 okay, cool. Body cool. language, body language. Because like, I still, you with those glasses, I just don't know where to look. But now I'm, when you see your arms and your cheeks, all right, we're good. We got it. Figure there it you out. go. Hide your cheeks. Hide your cheeks. What's <laughs> that face? I just want to throw something in your mouth. I too. Where's the peanut? That's Where's the, the nuts? opposite. I just had to try and do the opposite of it. Um, um, I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> The DJ elf. Um, Luda. Can we? Can Luda we? I was waiting for this. I Luda. was waiting for this. This, Luda. Is, this is the height of Ludacris's career, by the way. No. In, two, in 2007. 2007. Ludacris had just gotten into the Fast and the Furious franchise. Ludacris was after um, Theater of the Mind album. Like, this was Ludacris's height. When else was Ludacris the most famous? Well, he started Fast and Furious right before this, right? So this is like... Oh, this is this maybe is, his second or third movie. Okay, so this is like the beginning of his acting career. If you can even call it that. <gasps> Ludacris is a... I was hoping that this came out around the same time that uh, Move Bitch uh, came out, but that's 2001. So. Yeah, that's way earlier. So that's, that was his first big hit. One of his first yeah. bigs, yes. And that by two, album And by hit. 2007, that's when he was like, I think I could be an actor now. And then they roasted him on the, um, fuck, what was it? Who's roast? He, I think he was there for James Franco's, and they kept making fun of him for Paul Walker's death. 
Oh, oh, oh. it was pretty brutal. Ooh, but shit. you know how Comedy Central roasts go. There's they nothing go. off limits. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like that. And I think, honestly, that's why he's not in Hollywood anymore. Damn, dude. Wow. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Oh, if you watch him during that roast, when they bring up any Paul Walker jokes, like, he is visibly uncomfortable. Well, that's a sensitive subject. You can yeah, hit It had just should... happened. It was maybe three months after. Oh, my gosh. That's See, that's fresh. not cool. But you're at a Comedy Central roast. Literally, nothing is off limits on a roast. Okay, but I watched I watched the Bieber one and they had a Pete Pete Davison on. Right? Yes, exactly what I was going to bring made, up. He made more fun of his dad's death than anybody else. Everybody else was yes. going, oh, every time they would bring but, it up. But Pete Davison, that's his stand-up. Like when he was learning to be a stand-up before he was on SNL, what made him famous was those jokes about 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. But they barely, t- none of the other comedians really no, no, on that. you're right. Gonna... You're right. They definitely understood that that was a something. And, well, that's and, his life. But I think that's why he made the joke because he wanted them to understand, like, you can make this joke yeah. to me. I make this joke. But on the other hand, it's not like Ludacris goes out and makes Paul Walker jokes. Yeah. And for them to do it right after, we all saw the insensitivity. But I also saw it as like, what did you think was going to happen on there? What, yeah. do you, what do you think happens at roasts? They find the worst thing you've ever done and then they harp into it, which mm-hmm. is why for my 25th birthday. I had a roast. You did have a roast. You did. Did yes. you? Who was the yeah. roast master? You were, Christian. Hey, baby. Is I think there... we got footage of that, too. Oh, uh, There's actually, goodness. I think maybe the whole show's recorded. Yes, that was so that was awesome. So you allowed yourself to get roasted. Yeah, I Damn, was really I excited. And my I whole was thing there. was like, then I'm going to get up there and roast everybody. But I got a little too drunk during the show <laughs> and wasn't able to get any of my jokes out, which is a shame because I wrote some great jokes about all my friends all that you have to do was to get out. read the jokes man sounds like you need a round two sounds like i need to not drink so much before my comedy bits dirty 30 for your dirty 30 another, another roast. roast i can't do two roasts in one lifetime can i unless someone else throws it for you i would like a i'll sequ- do it on the down low i would love a Keep surprise party. edit this out a surprise roast Edit it out. Yeah. You're giving me work. Okay, what are we editing out? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mark it. Oh, we're not? Okay, no, we're not, not marking like, anything. I, so you'd be okay with being like surprised by it. You'd be totally I, open I love, to... I, the meaner the joke, the better. Unless because, I could physically you, beat you up. With you having this podcast and opening up with so much, do you know how much Dirty Laundry so many like we could pull on you? So much. Honestly, there's so much. There's, yeah. <laughs> you have your life out there right now. So guys, far if you want to roast Alejandro... Far more than it, just <laughs> well, listen to episode one through ten. <laughs> Go ahead. Do the research. Because that gives us numbers. Honestly, oh, download yeah. the Hon- episode. <laughs> Honestly, do the research and make fun of me for my past because that just makes me know that you listen to my episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that they love you enough to do this. Mm-hmm. But you know what I love? Fred Claus, baby. <laughs> I want to talk about my absolute favorite scene. What was yours? Siblings Anonymous. <laughs> so glad that you brought this up. Honestly, the best nugget of comedy gold in this movie was that scene that was the best as someone as people that have studied comedy yes and like know how to break down like this thing absolutely called perfect game perfect let's get this like odd thing ah so good okay becca it was jam-packed it was jam-packed three big cameos in the oh. siblings anonymous yes uh it was uh stephen baldwin yes. younger brother of alec baldwin there was uh robert clinton Exactly. Younger brother of, or half brother of Bill Clinton. And then Frank Stallone. And then Stallone. Frank Stallone, older brother of Sylvester Stallone. And I was going to bring this up before we recorded. You asked me to hold it until later. Fun fact that I just learned about Frank and Sylvester's mother. Um, the, her name was Janet or something with a J. Um, she was the uh, astronomer for Ronald Reagan. She was a fortune teller what? for Ronald Reagan. 
and was also most known for, um, and you guys are going to laugh, but it's called assology, where she would read people's buttholes and be able to tell their future <laughs> based on their buttholes. And she said that the greatest, the uh, rumpology, it was called rumpology. She said that the greatest breakthrough in rumpology was digital cameras because you can see all the details in a person's butthole. That's a scam so you can see people's booty holes. If I said I'm a tit I like doctor. To, I like to imagine that Ronald Reagan, while going out and telling all of us that AIDS was the gay cancer, was also getting his butthole read wait, wait. because that's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. So is it assology or rumpology? It's rumpology is the official name of it. It's a scam. I could go out today say, hey, I'm a fortune no, dude, teller. No, dude, bro, is real. But instead of telling fortunes by <laughs> reading your palms, let me read your boobs. And Buttholes then that's how, this is how you do it. Just Nip- like fingerprints. Nipology. <laughs> oh, let like me a, see. Like the Braille. Yes. A- areola, areolology. Whatever. Let me just see your areolas. And so... Oh, you have 37 read, bumps read on your areola? Can, you have to feel them though, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. It's like Braille. The little I, bumps on your nips. I call that playing radio operator. <laughs> no no one's getting hard or wet from that little game there. But do we tune radios anymore? No. I tune a do? couple. <laughs> um, uh, Fred Claus. That's all I wanted to say about that moment. I just had to get that off my chest. Okay. Um, you got it off your chest. Uh, I'm actually out of notes now. You're out of notes? Becca, you must have a plethora because we barely touched on a lot of moments. uh, To touch on, just real quick, on the siblings and honest, I... Stephen Baldwin is pretty popular, though, so I, like... Stephen Baldwin's best film is Biodome with Polly Shore. never seen it. I just know his daughter is dating, married to Justin Bieber, but anyways... um, (laughs) Oh, shit. She is. Holy shit. Haley Baldwin. Fuck. So that is Stephen Baldwin, Justin Bieber's father-in-law, guys. Yeah, but I think it's not that he wasn't, he's not popular, but he's overshadowed. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to say Stephen Baldwin has moderate fame in his own right, uh, but Alec is for sure the overarching most famous Baldwin of all of them. True. Yeah. Just like Santa Claus is the most famous Claus brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... uh. Um, to bring it back to like when Santa was a kid, I get it. I get it. Like how he, you could hate him because he's just a saint from the beginning, even during like, why is it that his name, first of all, is Nicholas? Where does Chris Kringle come from? They don't bring him Chris Kringle at all in this film. Chris Chris Kringle is fat man. You're yes. getting our two movies mixed up. No, I know that. I not not that I'm getting <laughs> not that I'm mixing them up. I'm just curious as to the origins, as to like why why is one Nicholas and why is one Chris Kringle? The first Kringle. time I heard Chris Kringle, honestly, was in the Christmas film Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Gotcha. One of the best Christmas films out there. That's the first time I ever heard Santa announce himself as Chris Kringle. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if that comes up in other Christmas films. Yeah. But Chris Kringle, the first time I heard that was in Miracle on 34th Street. But yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I uh, just but to, I just wanted to get that out of the way. But also, I get it. I get why he, this kid is pissing off his older brother, overshadowing him, cutting down the tree where Chirp Chirp, his oh. best friend bird in the treehouse. First of all, this child the only person cutting who down trees. Fred. What? Chirp Chirp is the only thing that understands Fred. Yes. Yeah, that was his best friend. And then Chirp Chirp He comes never back. came back. Oh, he, he comes does. back at the end, Becca. He does. Yeah, Becca. I know, but in you know, how many years was that really? Thirty. Uh, actually, like hundreds, hundreds and thousands hundreds. of years. Well, let's talk about that. First of all, that's Trip Trip's great, 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 This bird dead. Yeah, it has to be a long lost relative. 
But if you're a claws, you live forever? Yeah. I will say, you know where I cried? You cried at the macaroni scene? Yeah. I cried when he opens a present from Santa Claus and it's the birdhouse. And he has the note that says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm about to lose it right here. Uh, It says, I'm sorry I cut down your tree. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like he knew in the moment he wanted to give you the best thing that you love, your favorite thing. And now as an adult, I can look back and realize the problem and the mistake that I made. But, but I still care for you that much. And I still love you that much. And here's the treehouse that I destroyed. And, and I feel bad hundreds of years later that I destroyed your toy. And I think, I think what I'm trying to say is that I'm sorry, Matt, I destroyed your Power Rangers action figure when I was a kid. I didn't mean to <laughs> destroy your favorite Red Ranger action figure. And I know you still think about it to this day. Where's my camera? There it is. I know you still think about it to this day, Matthew, but I did not destroy that Red Ranger action figure on purpose or lose the Green Ranger at the mall or break the Blue Ranger when I was at my birthday party. And to my brother out there, Guya, I'm still waiting for your apology to me <laughs> for erasing my GameCube... <laughs> memory card of my lord of the rings game i had to buy a second playstation game card because my brother didn't want me to erase anything no that makes sense as an older brother but when the roles are flipped and you pull a little brother move and erase my saved games becca i'm waiting for your dirty laundry out about your siblings okay because i have three sisters so it's like don't mind me i'm just gonna change the battery for this camera we all get to get up at one point Go ahead, Becca. <laughs> do I get to go? So who do you, which of your siblings do you hate the most? <laughs> not going to, honestly. Um, honestly, all of them. Just kidding. If they're listening, I don't know if they are, but this is all a joke. Listen. They probably won't listen. But it's you. But if they do. No, I, I love my sisters all equally. I think I have a different relationship with each and every one of them. Um, there's nothing that I broke of theirs and nothing that. You didn't break any of your sibling stuff? I don't. Are you the youngest? No, I'm the third out of the four. Wow, so you're like... But I will say this hmm. to my little sister who... Here's took, your camera right took here. My you can look her right in the eye. She look constantly takes my clothes and she's very bad at laundry. Oh, this isn't an apology. This sounds like the opposite. <laughs> you're starting a fight. This isn't Jerry Springer. No, no, no. She knows <laughs> She takes my clothes and she's bad at laundry. So I tell her, you can wear anything you want, but don't wash it. Give it, to, give it back to me dirty. I'll wash it. So you're constantly getting like just shit stains and just oh my gosh she took one of she like i'm talking i've got shirts with holes in them lipstick stains and i'm like oh she she just gave me a dress back that i could tell she threw in the dryer that should not have been put in the dryer and like that threads are coming out yikes we're here year 20 something years later it's still happening still won't forget my brother destroys every pair of sunglasses i've ever lent him in his life in fact i'm still waiting for his return sunglasses of the sunglasses I bought at Disney World that he lost on a date, and I never got those back. So, bitch, I don't forget. I love you, Matt. That's what I'm saying. Like, I we don't we didn't break stuff. Me, and my sisters, just kind of. This is a this is an incredible therapy session for all three of us. Honestly. <laughs> I'm still waiting, oh, brother. <laughs> You're still trying to get your apology from Guya. Uh, uh, why why are you taller than me? <laughs> How come you're the brother that got? Over six feet. We're Filipino. It's okay. My brother genetically got, impossible. My brother got all the Mexican genes. Come on, guys. What does that mean? My brother looks Mexican, and I don't. How tall are you? How tall? I'm is six you? foot three. My brother's I don't know five foot six. No, I'm just kidding. He's like five ten. Okay. That's not. A, they're not bad heights. I'm like I'm mm-hmm. about five ten as well. 
which is tall for you're a about Filipino. as tall as Matt. Yeah, that's a tall Filipino. It's a tall Filipino. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's but it's still that's a tall Filipino, bro. But an average human, honestly. No, in, I'm in saying the Philippines, my, my ex in the Philippines, you're a point guard. He's really white. And he was white. He was white, white. And that's, see, that's like, well, you could do more if you're white. I heard men aren't men unless they're six feet. You know what? I, eight, like, height doesn't bother me, but you know what? How tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five, five. Okay, so is, he, is yeah. So if you wore heels, you'd be at least 5'8". Yeah. yeah. So, so you need to have a guy who's at least 5'9". Five, 5'9", nine. Five, nine, five, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my ex was 5'10", and like, it didn't bother, he was taller than me, so it didn't bother mm-hmm. me. But you know what? I... If you're six feet tall, though, have you ever dated somebody shorter than you? Can you no? Because I've never dated somebody taller than me, and I feel like I'd be intimidated by a woman who's taller than me. If mm-hmm. I met a six foot four woman, just even if I wasn't attracted it's to her, Amazon. I would be intimidated by. Her. In fact, I knew uh, somebody I worked with. She was six foot four or five. Whoa. She towered over me, and honestly, like I had this weird like attraction yet fear. It was very she could scary. Throw you around, she could protect you, put you in her pocket. Yeah. I would appreciate it. Uh, Becca, let me ask you. If, uh, if. <laughs> God, I hope she's not listening. Becca, if, uh, um, if you were Elizabeth Banks. If you were Elizabeth Banks. I would not be. You know. Watch the hell out. <laughs> but also, in terms of height, because we're talking about height. Oh. If you were Elizabeth Banks, how was filming Power Rangers? <laughs> If you were Elizabeth Banks, how was that sex scene in Zack and Mary make a porno? If you were Elizabeth Banks, what is your favorite film that nobody knows? <laughs> this, this isn't my real question, by the way. I was okay, going to ask well, like, go ahead, go ahead. Elizabeth Banks, um, would you be bothered dating an elf of that stature, of that height? Do you think she is being phony? Is she using him for his... Uh, reputability in the North Pole because he is head elf and there might be some ability to move up in the ranks. Instead of being Santa's little helper, she, she should be Santa's big be, helper. Whoa. First of all, Mrs. Claus is Santa's big helper. Oh, Annette? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. You, are you hitting on the, Annette? Do you no. like but Annette? Answer the question. <laughs> no, okay. To be honest, I, I, I have a bit of a problem with that relationship with William. What what do they call her in the Elizabeth Banks? Santa's character? little helper. Santa's little helper. Okay, no, I I actually don't know what her name is. Charlene, Charlene, Charlene. Charlene. Okay, so William Charlene, because she uh, she doesn't remember his name. She obviously doesn't really know who she is. Whether we she's playing it off or not, it's not until he saves Christmas and all of their jobs and walks up and puts his foot on a chair and then makes out with her that then she's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, for me, I'd be like, "Screw you, ho!" Like you didn't know who I was when I was a nobody, and now that I exactly. say Christmas, now you're like, you want to get good exactly. with me. The head elf had just as much worth in the beginning of this movie as he did at the end. Yeah. yeah, he didn't learn or lose anything. He's the same person. The only difference is Fred Claus was able to exploit his usefulness, thus making him more useful to the North Pole people, just like Rudolph, the capitalistic worst Christmas film ever because Rudolph is just as useful as any of the other fucking reindeers but because he looked weird they all treated him shitty until they found out that he was actually useful in lighting up in the snow times that's why they made him work and made him work harder than the rest of the reindeers and before we get lost in that right no I get it Rudolph you deserve to be loved from the beginning yes it doesn't matter that you have a glowing nose it's actually cool and if Santa knows when kids are being good or bad how come he didn't know Rudolph was being bullied Right, Santa, get on your shit. Huh? Yes, that's true. Huh? Also, Anyways, this is about Fred Claus. <laughs> to get back to Fred Claus, Elizabeth Banks, 
should have been a, a sweetheart in the bar when um that's when Willie also gets me so fucked up uh, because he spun so hard and like broke a table but, this but, man but it's but it's innocent embarrassment that he loses almost loses his best friend and loses the girl that he loves because of it and it's like i feel bad for him i'm embarrassed for him because he doesn't even understand I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm belittling him, but I feel like he doesn't even understand how bad it was. No, here, this is what it is. If you're going to be that clumsy and if something like that happened... You gotta own it. Recovery. Yeah. It's all about recovery. As someone that has fallen so much in the past and is as clumsy, clumsy as I am... As somebody who had a post that saw hundreds of people destroying a shelf in front of everybody... <laughs> dude, yes. It's recovery. I'm owning it now. It's recovery, it's dude. It's now my favorite moment. Yes. Becca, you seem like someone that's clumsy. I am. Okay. Uh, do you embrace your clumsiness? I do. Or do you try to fight it? No, I embrace it. But you're a Perfect. dancer, so I at, am. when you have to be um, on point, on punte, uh, you... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Why can I not say en punte? Oh, punta. I didn't know there was an N in there. There's an N. Did you think I... No, I didn't. I heard what he said, but I know what you thought he said. Thank you. Okay. He didn't say that. Y'all I, just you know, like to... So we... Back me into a corner. I, I didn't back you. I understood. You're on my side. I un- I heard what but he said. But you are also on my side. No, I heard what he said, but I know what you thought okay, he said. Okay, perfect. Yes, no, I get it. I know. On- okay, cool. Only, I'm good. I'm a good person. He's good. He's good. So, <laughs> as a dancer, you know how you know when to pick and choose your battles with clumsiness because when oh, you yeah. dance, you have to know where your mark is. And- are you ever clumsy when you dance? No, that's the weird thing. On stage, I've rarely ever fallen like on stage, but in life. <laughs> I'm very You're clumsy. constantly falling. I'm constantly like falling, <laughs> tripping. You can ask. I'm. I constantly would. My parents. I've lived in this house since I was like four years old. I will constantly fall down the stairs of my parents' house. Whoa, that's sorry. That's a big deal. <laughs> down the stairs. Down the stairs. Do you realize stairs are consisted I of can, multiple I, steps? I will trip going up the stairs. Like it. I'm. This that's is. That's actually a skill. This. Yeah. But that okay. Takes do that. Thank that you. takes talent. Thank you. You're beating gravity. You trip uphill too, huh? You. I do. Oh. I'm, I'm just clumsy. Like it's it's something I know and I accept. And I I will even tell people like when they try to. I've had a, I had a guy recently try to take me out on this like big hike. Like it was steep, and I was like, pray for me because I was like I, I I'm gonna fall. Like I'm gonna fall. And he was like, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, I didn't fall. Thank God. But good job. Congratulations. But you were prepping. Yeah, because I know I, I know myself, but it's mostly like I'm clumsy, like just walking straight or you know what I mean? Like when it comes to extreme things, I'm not clumsy. Like I said, like dancing, I don't really fall on stage or things like that. And but Christian has a crazy sentence that I've only recently understood, but he doesn't understand his dimensions, my own dimensions, my own physical spatial dimensions. Oh, I get that. You get it? Like, it's, yeah, I'm a very expressive person, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I talk, I like to be social. And so when I use gestures like this, sometimes I smack shit or I'm like, yeah. I just don't know where I'm walking or how big my strides are. And I knock shit over. I've learned to own this aspect of myself because what are you going to do, right? What hey, are you gonna I'm do? just learning. And you're just learning. He knocked over a shelf last week. That's why I don't have... It. I, that embarrassment that I felt in the last episode <laughs> or last couple of episodes was uh, so bad. Uh, I told Christian, like, that kind of shit is the stuff that would get me in trouble as a kid, like, knocking stuff over. And so, like, I think as an adult now, I just don't want to ever do it because I always think about of, like, man, that was such a... That was the that was the fuck up it's as not a kid. Even, it's not defining of one's traits or characteristics no. no my trait is an asshole yeah and you're definitely doing a good job defining yourself there a thank plus, you sir a and plus. you know what i worked hard on it um 
My favorite line in this film. What's up? Is when he does the intervention and he says, I feel like Patty Hearst. And I think it's <laughs> such an underrated line. Like Vince Vaughn's throwaway lines. It's throwaway referential lines, yes. Like the, the fact that he's referencing like a 40, 50 year old reference of Patty Hearst is just like such a fucking funny thing to me where he's just like, I feel like Patty Hearst. And everybody's just like, yep. Yeah, gold, gold. They get it. They got it. They don't even laugh at it. What was your favorite line, Christian? Dude, like I said, it was not my favorite, but like I always like to judge the movies that we watch and how it sparks emotion within me. And it's the one where like, hey, why don't you be more like your brother? Mm. And that just sucks. That sucks to hear to just be compared because we're different people. That's why we're called individuals because we're individual from each other, man. Perfect. So uh, I like that. That's a that's great. Let me cry right now, then. Perfect. And while you do that, Becca, what was your favorite line? I thought we already talked about. Oh, we did. I was. We did. Well, do you have a bunch of? Do you have a bunch of notes there? Yeah. I, I, no, I, I just have like little touch subjects of if we get on the subject. Well, get us on there. Get us on. Because we've there. been talking about like a bunch on. of random shit. No, I still am kind of okay. So this is my big question from the movie, though: is if you can, because obviously Fred, he just can we give away the movie? Yeah, can people. Just, we assume yeah. people have seen the movie. Okay. He. He trans. He gets to the North Pole by airplane, and then we see Eskimo, and you know what I mean. Yes. Okay, so yes. that's a great scene. If anybody can do that. Why was it so unbelievable in the support group that he was Santa Claus's brother? You're right. Rachel Wise, in the face of true evidence, mm-hmm. did not believe what she was seeing, which leads me to believe that she thinks she is certifiably insane. <laughs> But she right? went to the it, North Pole. Exactly. So she's either like, oh, I just had a crazy snap of reality where I believe I'm in the North Pole talking to Santa and my boyfriend's brother is Santa Claus, or this is real. Either way, she should definitely get some help. She was picked up just just as Yeah, I assume she was picked was. up by John Michael Higgins, head yes. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, like I said before, she's just way too chill. She was way too chill. So chill. But, you know, like, but you know what? That's British people. Yeah. <laughs> but if anybody could do that, if anybody could just get to the North Pole by airplane and boat and 50,000 you know bucks. I mean? Yeah, like That's okay. That's the other thing is that I want to talk about. We we learned in Fat Man that Santa is subsidized by the United States government. Is Paul Giamatti Santa Claus also getting subsidized cuz he has $50,000 liquidated able to just give it to his brother? Paul Giamatti, this looks like it's a booming business. dollars is no joke. Yeah. But it's, if it's a booming business, why is Kevin Spacey there to shut him down? Because Kevin Spacey has his own personal qualms. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's probably but, not the best, but he still has some money. But Spacey's there on behalf of some entity that is in charge of mythical creatures. Both the Tooth Fairy and the and Santa Claus are out of work. Oh, that was that was yeah. a nice little thing that they threw in there. Oh, wow. Tooth Fairy only gets one tooth now, but then after that, the kids have to get over it. I love. I honestly love Kevin Spacey's character. Yeah. I do too. And I wonder if Kevin Spacey being the like deep method actor that he is was like, I want the toy that Santa didn't bring me to be a Superman cape because because Kevin Spacey has a very deep connection with Superman in the comics and that character. And so I wonder if the man, Kevin Spacey, had the character of the uh, adjudicator mm-hmm. want the Superman cape because of his real... Probably. Like if he really is into... Superman. I think that's is. a per yeah. yeah. I mean he, he himself played Lex Luthor. He did. So um in fact I got the statue over there. Yeah. I mean, in my mind I was thinking, wow, is this how Lex Luthor became like in an alternate universe? Honestly, mm. 
could have I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if this was a prequel to Superman Returns. This <laughs> this was one of my favorite scenes. I'll say though, like because what's great about Christmas or any emotionally moving movie is the change of heart aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, like a small example is when Annette overhears Vince Vaughn talking to his brother and like looks at him and like honest, you could see that she is regretful of all the hurtful things that she said to Vince. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 that's at the moment where Vince Vaughn has this come to Jesus moment with his brother. And he says, you know what? I've been here a long time and there's only one thing that I have a problem with, with the North pole. Mm-hmm. And it's to Becca's favorite point is there are no naughty kids. Mm-hmm. There's kids in bad positions and there's kids who act out. But even to his point, even in the very beginning, when they first go to the snow globe and see a kid acting bad, he sees this kid going and smash his little girl's dollhouse and smash her like uh dresser and shit like that. And his immediate reaction is, well, I don't know what's happening here. It's not, Look how bad that kid is. It's, I don't know why that kid's acting this way. Because yeah. he already knows that that kid is acting out for some sort of attention. Vince Vaughn has such an intrinsic understanding of the troubled childhood that these kids have that, of course, Fred Claus could not have been a better person to deal with a naughty and nice department because he understands mm-hmm. that children are inherently innocent, yeah. but they're taught to be infallible. Like I said, you're like a, when you're a kid, you're a product of your environment. It's because you're just entirely being nurtured, you know. Do you ever write a letter to Santa? No. Do you ever write a letter to Santa, Becca? No. no, I didn't believe in Santa as a child. What? Yeah, because I mean, it's all back to the religious thing. It was. It was about, about Jesus. It's about Jesus and Jesus only, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. How do only, I feel baby. like you've been told that a lot? <laughs> it's about Jesus and Jesus only, baby. Um, where are you going now, buddy? More battery changes. We didn't let these charge at all. (laughs) Um, Well, Becca, we like to guess or we like to have a best person on set award. Do you have a best person who is on set for this film? I I do. And who is your best person on set award? I mean, I'm going to be biased. That's it's, fine. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> it's Elizabeth Banks. I could have guessed. I could have guessed that it's Elizabeth Banks. She's uh, up there on my list of best person on set awards. But uh, honestly, my best person on set award is the director, David Dobkin, uh, because I, I think the ability to make a Christmas movie so relatable, yeah, um, without it being overly corny. In fact, a lot of the ratings and reviews that I read about this film was like they didn't know how to balance real drama with the comedy and i'm like oh that's because real drama doesn't mesh with comedy that's because like they made a christmas film and they had to have comedy in it but the real plot devices of this film get to your heart get to your core and so for that david dobkin is my best person is it dobkin dobkins tell me how to say it dobkin no okay um david dobkin is dope because he also did wedding crashers he did and eurovision he does he does know how to use both Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn, who are weapons that directors have used poorly in the past. Yeah, these are weapons. These Absolute are weapons. <laughs> these are fucking, they're fucking guns of actors, I'll tell you that. Jim Carrey's another weapon you gotta use right. I'll give it to uh, Vince Vaughn. I know it's a it's a cop-out, but come on. I know, that would have been my... If- yeah, special shout-out. Special shout-out to Vince Vaughn, of course. Yeah. And, and, and I know it's polarizing, but... I also think Kevin Spacey did a really good job Fantastic in this film. Fantastic job. He kept his hands in his pocket around all of those small people and didn't <laughs> rape not one elf. And honestly, we all know Kevin Spacey's problems. And it's like, hey, man, way to go. Way to not rape those kids. Good job, Kevin Space. But also, 
These Stop elves raping kids. are not technically kids because oh. they're, they're not, hundreds they're of years old. Yeah. How did they film this shit? Because John Michael Higgins' face was clearly photoshopped onto somebody else's body. Okay, this is a comment that I did have. Okay, in the first scene when they first get to the North Pole, it's very, you guys remember Elf Yourself? Yes. It's very Elf Yourself. It is. Yeah. The animation, you can you kind of see it's clear. So did it's they have clear. small people pretending to be and yeah. then they overplaced their faces? Yeah, or, yeah, so. yeah. It has to have been. You're I mean, saying that very confidently and I'll agree with you. Yeah, because like the, the, move, the movements of the body bodies were organic they didn't look cgi the only thing that looked bad was like the let's face. say ludicrous's head head he had benjamin button syndrome it looked so bad where the it face looks so really bad. bad and also why they gotta do his voice like that why they have to do luda's voice like that luda, luda looked luda. so ridiculous they made him sound okay i like love his yeah <laughs> but just because they're short they're they're tiny their, their voices, voices like it's that. like it's like for whatever reason in movies when people become giants they move really slow Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense physically at all. It or doesn't. think about the Secret Service ninja elves mm-hmm. with the deep ass voices. If they can have yeah. deep ass voices, give Luda his yeah, regular give voice. Give Luda his voice. <laughs> give also, Luda's voice back. One of my notes was how many fart noises are just like shoved into this film. Wait, what? There's you're gonna have to rewatch it because there's constantly fart noises just like shoved into like there's no when he gets tackled by the secret service there's a fart noise when he's like walking there's a fart noise like there's there's fart noise 20 times in this film becca and let us define what a fart is to you (laughs) a fart is what happens when air expels outside of your body through the anus and the sphincter Mm -hmm. Um, some people call it a rectum we know you don't fart you physically are incapable of farting no no it's not that i think i'm just not super gassy Mm. So, so that I'm physically incapable. Like I think I just, I just don't. But even like this, like you guys can burp on right two. Now. I cannot do it right now. Right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to. You burp. tried. You closed your eyes for a little <laughs> bit. And your face is on film. I was like, and that's I, can't on. Do I love the effort. I, I love the effort. That. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well then, guys, tune in next week for Becca's farts. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on our Patreon. A two-second soundbite of of her flatulence. If I could do it. Yes, if if you could what? That's right, Becca. Double down on the fact that you don't fart. That's right. Finish that sentence. If you could what? If you could, I would. I know. I. <laughs> Becca, will you rate this film on a scale of one to five? Five being it can't be that good, and one being it can be that bad. It can't be that good, or it can be that bad. Yeah, did I say that confusingly? No, you said that. No, that was, that was straightforward. Let okay. me say it again, because <laughs> someone can't listen when you have headphones on, and with the mics. Really, we. This is the most that you could really hear. Are you hear paying us. attention at all, Becca? <laughs> yes. No, I'm driving. <laughs> no, I'm driving. None for me. I'm driving. Also. Best response to if somebody offers you anything, none for me. I'm driving. Oh, man. Doesn't matter what okay. it is. So five. Can you just tell me? Five One is, is low. Five is good. Yes. Okay. What do you rate this film? Honestly, I would give this one a five. It can be that good. I she did love it. Love this movie. She listened. This is one of my favorite. This is honestly one of my favorite Christmas films, and mm-hmm. and I do wish p- people saw it more because it is so realistic in emotion. There we go. There you go. You saved yourself. I was like, it is so realistic and emotion that I think it's almost too real for people to watch. Yeah. And I think that's why it's such a good Christmas film. Just like It's a Wonderful Life makes me cry. Mm. This is the equivalent to It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know, but maybe to you, that's that's great, dude. That's great. (laughs) Um, This is the equivalent to The Notebook for me because this (laughs) makes me fucking cry. (laughs) Uh, We're all saying ridiculous things. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, I gotta pee real bad, so I'm saying ridiculous things. Uh, we can finish this now. We're pretty much at the end of it. Um, but I'm gonna give this a four out of five. I agree. The I o- also give it a four out of five. Only thing hindering me from giving it a five out of five are the ridiculous sound effects that they throw in. The fart noises. Uh, the fart noises, the squeaks, <laughs> and like the the terrible burp but noise. Doesn't that add to the Christmas film of it? No, I oh. think they could have used That's different the cheesiness things. of it's it. A, just That's a little the Christmas cheesy. film of it to me. That's what makes Christmas films lame. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't want this. Everything other than that was not lame about this movie. No, I would agree. So four out of five for me. That's bonkers. Four out of five from Christian. Four out of five from Alejandro. And a zero out of five from Becca. Oh, I said five out of five. Oh, I'm so sorry. I misunderstood. Oh, she got a little sassy there. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we better cut this shit then because I don't want that on the episode. All right, Becca, one last (laughs) thing before we uh, end this episode. I want you to look dead into the camera. Okay. And tell the audience one thing. All seven of your social security numbers. (laughs) Yes. I don't even know that. Honestly? <laughs> no, I know it. That's a problem. Oh, but that's say. what I'm going to tell you. Someone's not a citizen. That's what I'm going to tell What were you going to ask her? Um, just just like how we asked your mom, look dead into the camera, give the baddies. We need to honestly prep people that question because mm-hmm. they need time to think. Oh, no, God. that's fine. It's the end of the episode. Oh, because <laughs> Beck, if you could give advice to anybody or to the baddies, just what some... advice? Just stare down camera B. Advice? Yeah, look, yeah. At, look at camera B. The A, okay. Yeah, and but Bring give, the mic to your face. Go oh. ahead and give them... Your best advice. My best advice. Okay. Look at the camera. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. Honestly. Okay. You know what? Because this, I feel like this is a theme of today. Be yourself, but know that just because the situation you're in is bad doesn't define you. So pull your head out of your butt and be better. Do better. Pull Hell your head fuck. out of your butt. Hell so to the fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. That's All right, great. Becca. That fits with the movie and with like kind of the Tied last six hours we've had. <laughs> That's Becca the baddie, y'all. <laughs> Becca the baddie. B- I'm Alejandro b- b- the baddie, bad. and that's Christian the baddie. The zaddy, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe. Five stars. We love you. Follow us on Instagram. Email us I, at ICBTP. Are you guys going to do it too? <laughs> I'm trying to get our <laughs> plugs out. Get your plugs out. Get the plugs out. Email us at ICBTB at yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to buy your Christmas stuff, ICBTB.com. Uh, Becca can be found at, at Becca. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Yep. I can be found at at calmly underscore Jesus. I can be found at onlyfans.com slash Christian. Christian ball muncher. You gotta do it. Into the camera. Look into the camera. Bad.